3: Hey guys, it's Kayla and Candace is unable to join us today, but we are all still so directionally challenged. We thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we were in our thirties, but surprise we don't and that's okay. I'm really excited about today's episode because we are going to talk about pregnancy. Surprise. I'm pregnant. I don't know if any of you know this or not. Maybe some of you do. I'm actually pretty far along at this point, six months in, and I figured let's do an episode about it let's talk about it let's own it it's been an interesting experience It's been wildly different than my first time around and I'm definitely gonna get into that on this episode I haven't shared a lot on social media about it because it's been something that we've been going through personally, but I love this podcast and I love to be able to to talk openly about things in my life. And so I'm really excited you're here today and you're joining us for this episode. Guess who else is joining us today? We have a lovely friend who you guys have heard before on this podcast, Jenna Ushkowitz Stanley, who is also pregnant at the same time as me. And so not only is she our dear friend, but she and I are going through a lot of things together at the same time for those who have missed her episode before make sure you go back and listen but I have to tell you all about her just because she's incredible she is a South Korean born American actress singer producer and podcast host she's known for her performances in Broadway musicals such as The King and I and Waitress and in her iconic role as Tina Cohen Chang on the Fox comedy drama series Glee she is a two-time Tony Award winner for her work as a producer of the musical Once on this Island and the Broadway play The Inheritance you can see her on a a new show coming out this season that we are not really allowed to discuss just yet, but we will keep you posted on it. It should come out soon. And not only that, she is adding Mama to her resume. And so we are so excited to sit down with Jenna today and discuss all things pregnancy, motherhood, and all the excitement and the trials that come along with it. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jenna. And we are here with Jenna Ushkowitz-Stanley. Do do we go by Stanley now? I think so. (laughs) Jenna Stanley, yes. Jenna Stanley. Hi. We are so happy you are back. This is episode two for you on Directionally Challenge. That's right. Um, (laughs) For those who don't know, huge congratulations are in order. Jenna has a baby on the way. We are so excited for you and your husband, (laughs) David. Thank you. It's a big deal. And I honestly haven't talked about my pregnancy on the podcast either which is oh my huge. gosh so Yay. for those who don't know yet i'm also pregnant <laughs> which has been so much fun jenna and i are eight weeks apart that's right we also live across the street from each other so life is awesome and it's really fun we're going through it together jenna's eight weeks ahead of me on her first pregnancy and it's been very i guess well what what do we call this um It's been exciting, but it's also been a lot, right? You have a lot happening.
4: Yeah, it's been stressful. (laughs) It's been stressful. I'm not sugarcoating anything.
3: <laughs> well, good. That, let's just get into it. So first I want to talk about how did you find out you were pregnant? What was the what was your experience like when you were finally like, oh my God, we're finally pregnant. Did you feel like you knew it right away? And how did you tell David? How was how was that? That's
4: so funny. This is the first time I'm going on any kind of podcast talking about my pregnancy. This <laughs> is so funny and weird and exciting. It's it's invasive for sure. It's very personal, but thanks for going there. I'm happy to share, we actually were. I, you know, I just let me like, preface this with we know how hard it is for people to get pregnant. We know that this is a gift, and I'm we're so grateful that like this was something we were able to do. We decided after the wedding that we were going to try because I'm 36 years old. And that's kind of like, you know, you have this, you hear this ticking time bomb in your body as a woman. So we decided to try, we figured it was going to take quite a bit of time. So we wanted to prep ourselves for that. <laughs> you know, we gratefully got pregnant pretty quickly after we started trying. And, you know, I got to be honest, the first, time I wasn't pregnant, it was really upsetting. And it's the first time. So you like, you're like, I can't be that upset. Like,
3: you're ridiculous, you know? And by first time, you mean the, the first month? Yes, the first month we were trying. I remember you being upset about it and thinking, "Oh girl, it's the first month. Don't even stress about it. It's okay." Exactly.
4: <laughs> it's okay and and just hearing other people's journeys like that's okay. So, I was like this we just got to have fun with and we got to just kind of relax. Very shortly after, I <laughs> I found out I was pregnant. I didn't know. But I hoped. And I went to CVS and got a pregnancy test. But I also got a box of tampons because I didn't want to jinx it.
3: No. Oh, wow. (laughs) So the
4: same purchase was a box of tampons and a pregnancy test, just in case. (laughs) We took the pregnancy test and It was positive. So you did it together. You guys decided to do it. Oh, no, you did it. No, I did this on my own. So I'm in the bathroom, like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. So I I decided that I'm going to stick the pregnancy test in the tampon box. And I'm going to go to David and I'm going to say, look what I found in my tampon box. Isn't that so weird? (laughs) This is really cruel. (laughs) That's really cruel. But he was like, that's really gross, Jenna. That's really gross. You're not going to use these, are you? And I was like, get there faster.
3: (laughs) So you just stand there silent. And he goes, oh my God. (laughs) And that's how I did it. That's so cute. That's adorable. (laughs) I think that's really sweet. It's, it's kind of fun. You know, a lot of people have dreamed about these moments for a a lot of their life of how are they going to tell their partner and it never really ends up being what you think it's going to be just like anything in life
4: I think it's amazing like how these people on Instagram that you see have these like boxes with these personalized things and I I think it's amazing I love it I just would never be able to wait that long to be able to do something like that but yeah I thought that was funny
3: for us it was around the holidays and Tanner honestly love you babe if you're listening to this you know it's true he was so grumpy for like three (laughs) days Straight and I kept (laughs) waiting for him to be in a better mood. And then suddenly suddenly I was like, you know, I think I'm gonna actually, I'm just gonna have to tell him because I'm so tired right now and I need someone to help me out. And, but you know, sometimes the holidays with all the family planning, like there were a lot of logistics going on with like, when are we going to go to Canada and how many days? And then when are we going to be with my family and how many days and all this stuff? And so I thought I'm just going to like, you know, let him know. So I sat him down outside. I was like, let's have lunch outside. And he's like, "Uh, okay, whatever. Sure. Let's have lunch outside. So we were sitting outside under our grapefruit tree, just the two of us, Poppy sleeping and it's the weekend. And I'm like, so what are you most excited about for the holidays? You know? And he's like, I don't know, whatever, you know, anything. <laughs> you kind of just like super grumpy. And then I'm like, well, I'm really excited because I feel like someone, you know, wants to come down and join us. And he pauses for a second. He's like, who, who wants to come to Canada? Because Canada in the winter is minus 40 degrees. And he's like, who the heck wants to tag along on our like family Christmas? And I keep staring at him. And then he's like, wait, what? Wait, oh wait, are you are you pregnant? I was like, yes. And it was really fun because it was around the holidays. So we were able to wrap the tiny we found the tiniest little pair of shoes we could find little converse. And then we just wrapped them as part of gifts under the tree. And so for both of our families, both were really surprised. And they, we, we were able to like do the whole unwrapping the gift and see everyone's faces, which was a really fun way to tell. Them. Oh, that's so
4: exciting. Everything I all of our reveals to our parents were on Zoom because of COVID. So most of them, at least. Um, We got to tell David's parents who are here in LA in person, but everybody else was on Zoom, which is pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, it is. That's not the same experience, for sure. That is not. I mean, yeah. So did you guys, like, do you, counting back now, do you know what night it was? Do you know when? God, no,
4: (laughs) no. But full disclosure, I mean, love you, babe, just revealing everything about us. I Like, they say, like, the every other day thing works. So, like, that's kind of, like, the the pattern we invite by. So, I really have no idea. I have no clue.
3: So, you were having so much of it that you have no idea which one it was. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's like amazing. I really, like, commit. You know what I mean? Right.
4: Like, I commit when I do things. <laughs> you, you you know?
3: Did you have it scheduled? Did you have it? Were you every other day around this time, this is going to happen I feel like I've seen that in rom-coms where the watch, the Apple watch goes off and then they're like, let's do this.
4: Oh, God, no, it would be like it was every other day if we could if we could like muster up the strength, (laughs) you know, you're like you again. Do you know what day? Like when it was? We think we know. Oh, that's well, nice. We did a
3: trip with my family. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> I might, this. we were on a family trip to Hi Bear. Bear's there. Bear, bear. Hanging out. Jenna's dog is named Bear, for those who don't know. So when we're saying Hi Bear, it's not an actual bear. It's her cute little dog. <laughs> He's and adorable. a large grizzly bear. You should, yeah. che- you should check him out on Instagram. We were on a family trip to Wine Country, and it was beautiful. We Airbnb'd this gorgeous house, and my entire family was, we didn't leave the house. We didn't leave the property. There were vineyards on the property. It was, it was stunning. And it was just, we were, it was after COVID and we decided we just wanted to be together as a family and just spend some time. And it was really relaxing. It was lovely. The really embarrassing part is that, you know, Tanner, Poppy and I all shared a room and Poppy was in her (laughs) little crib. So, um, she was asleep and we had had too much wine as one does all the time, especially on vacation. And, we were quiet. And then later on, we counted back and we're like, was that the night? That's the one. The whole family was there. (gasps) The whole family (laughs) was a part of it. So my family loves to listen to our podcast. So there you go, guys. Now you know. (laughs) You're welcome, fam. You're welcome. Right. Right. But I love how you said how you're very aware that it is not easy to get pregnant and you're grateful for this. I know our stories aren't necessarily the story of everyone else's and it is something that can be difficult. And The truth is, once you are pregnant, it is also difficult. The entire process can be. What has been the hardest part for you so far?
4: Oh my goodness, the hardest part for me. I, I honestly, my whole pregnancy health wise has been incredible. I've been so lucky. I barely got morning sickness. You know, I we did move. We bought a house and we moved during the, during the pregnancy. I was also working on something else while I was pregnant as well, which was in the first trimester, which was hard just because I'm, I was tired and my body was like doing things it's never done before. You know, I think the most difficult thing for me is. Is like relaxing and knowing that like whatever happens is going to happen. You hear so many horror stories and so many tragedies about pregnancies not going to full term, things happening, you know, and and you not coming out with a baby, and that's really hard to kind of grasp. And I've um, had a lot of friends go through difficult times like that, so I think really letting yourself enjoy this part of it before the baby comes was difficult for me to kind of wrestle with, even though I have really kind of let go and really enjoyed this. I think that was like the emotional toll that that
3: kind of took on on me and my body was hard. Right, and and you're still technically in that, I guess, until you really come full term. So that's that's several months of feeling like that and grappling with that. A little stressed, you know, a little
4: like, Every move you make, every choice you make, everything, you're, you're kind of like slightly questioning. And and that I didn't want to ruin the, the
3: good and the joy of this. That's so smart. That's so wonderful to have that perspective, especially the first time around. I know my first time with pregnancy with Poppy, my first pregnancy with Poppy was quite easy and simple. And I loved the experience. It was, it, I didn't love being pregnant. I was one of those, I still am. <laughs> I
4: remember you saying that.
3: I'm a little embarrassed to say it. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like I would I would love to enjoy being pregnant, but if I'm being completely honest, I don't like it. And I can't really pinpoint why I just prefer to not be. And it's not necessarily, I mean, yes, of course, I love a margarita, but it's not necessarily the drinking or anything like that. It's more, so I think you're right. The changes in the body and hormonally and emotionally and all of that is, is something that hasn't been easy. But this time around was really different for me. And I know I've talked to you, Jenna, about this, but I haven't really talked openly about it a ton, that I was bleeding a lot in the very beginning of this pregnancy. And that did not happen the first time at all. So I just expected this time to be the same. I just thought, oh, okay, it's going to be exactly the same. And then we realized how little control we have of this situation and and of our (laughs) body. bodies. And that's, that's a tall order to kind of come to terms with. So I was on bed rest for a solid two months and the bleeding did not stop. We learned it from, it was from a subchorionic hematoma, which is very common. Some are are larger than others. And this one was not fixing itself. Typically they do that, but this one did not. And so that was, that was hard for me, especially this time around having a two-year-old, not being able to pick her up, not being able to do all the normal things and her not understanding why. So it was not just taking a toll on me. It was taking a toll on obviously Tanner having to, you know, pick up a ton of slack. And then on my two-year-old who uh, you cannot expect them to understand what's happening at that point. And right I would imagine, too, like
4: physically, not only physically is your body doing things that it's not supposed to be doing, but also like mentally not being able to move and do those things must have been so hard.
3: Yeah. I mean, being able to physically work out is for me, emotionally and mentally helps a lot the first pregnancy. And so to take that away was really difficult. But not only that, there was the night the first bleeding happened where I thought we lost the baby. And that was something I'd never experienced before, but have been through with some close friends and family members and really went through on my own. And it was very difficult. So even, you know, we had Jenna's baby shower yesterday, which was so much fun to celebrate you guys and be together. And so many of our friends said, God, I feel like your pregnancy has gone by so fast. And and I went, I don't feel like that at all. But I think it's because we were, privately going through so much and not really sharing it and so everyone else thought oh everything's fine you know and you forget about if you don't see someone in your life all the time you don't realize it and especially since the pit a huge lesson and especially since the pandemic people are staying home more often than not and you don't necessarily think it's for a specific reason and so for for us it was you know we were just kind of like dealing with that on our own and it was really tough yeah I, it's one of those things where i have always felt for those who've gone through that especially people we know and love but then when it's yourself you just obviously experience it on a whole new level so that was crazy for me but now don't worry guys we're all good we're fine and we're back i'm able to walk around the grocery store again which is great i'm very grateful for that it's the little things in life (laughs) it's the little things hey guys we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back in just a minute
4: And we're back. I think it's important to say, like, everybody's journey is different. Every pregnancy is different. Like, you not loving to being a pregnant woman all the time is okay, right? Like, you don't have to love being pregnant. That's that's so crucial because, you, you know, everybody says you should be so grateful that you get this opportunity. But, like, our, when you become pregnant, your body no longer is your own you are housing this for somebody else. And that's the thing that was like hard for me too, is because I'm so used to being so physical, work out so hard. And that was really hard to pull back and go, okay, this isn't for me, just me anymore. This is for her too. And that was something that was like really challenging to deal with as well. And like, I love being pregnant, but I don't, I don't know that I love it enough that I'd be like, I want to be pregnant all the time. But I'm grateful for this opportunity, and I love that it's been fairly easy for me. So like, I, I don't
3: have a ton of complaints. You have done a phenomenal job being physically fit while you are pregnant, which is not an easy thing. It really isn't. There's a lot of nausea involved in just exhaustion in general and just a lot of things going on. But you, for those who haven't seen Jenna on her Instagram, she is a bounce queen. She takes those jumping trampoline classes. I miss those. <laughs> and so you have stopped taking them now. Are you not allowed you to know, jump anymore?
4: I do them. I'm allowed to Jump because i'm allowed to do the things that i was doing before and i was bouncing for the record for a year and a half before i was pregnant so it felt really familiar and safe to me people were so concerned that i was going to fall off this trampoline it's really hard to fall off the trampoline let me tell you but i know i I'm, I'm doing it when i feel good enough to do it and i'm i'm not doing it when i when i don't feel like it's right you know like this morning for example there's a million things going on in my life right now, like around me, external things. And I missed
3: that. please tell us what's happening. Cause this is a huge part. Well, I'm renovating my
4: kitchen. We're doing stuff to the house as well. So we're in like amidst construction. I don't have running water in my kitchen. Like we don't have a kitchen at all. We're living out of a refrigerator in my living room. There's workers here every single day. I have a nursery that just showed up today. Half of our furniture is back ordered. So it's a a little stressful right now. <laughs> like we're sleeping on a, a box spring and a mattress upstairs with no nightstands, no dressers,
3: out of suitcases. It's really wild. Yeah. And th- th- the thing is, I have to, sorry to interrupt you, but I just have to say that you're supposed to be relaxed and calm (laughs) and right now yours is supposed to be the most relaxing time before the baby and you 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 and David are supposed to be connecting and treasuring this time and the truth is you know life happens and that's so real and if we hear construction while we're recording that's okay too because guess what it's happening.
4: They are banging on this wall right next to me in this room. And I'm praying that they're not banging right now. They're quiet, but I'm, I'm, I'm praying that they hold off until I'm done with this podcast. Cause once they start banging bears, starts barking. And so it's, it's like a, a choir of wonderful things, but I do, I do love being active and I, I was active before the pregnancy. So it was easier for me than you know, you're looking at all these pregnancy apps and they're like exercise 30 minutes a day. Like that's not easy for everybody and that's not normal for everybody. So like to ask somebody to start exercising like every 30 minutes a day when they're not doing that all the time and you're nauseous and you're growing a small human, it's hard.
3: (laughs) It's hard. Speaking of listening to your body, I know early on before you announced you were pregnant, and really, really before any of our friends knew you were pregnant, you were shooting a, a show that we cannot talk about yet that will come out. You guys will know all the info. We'll make sure we let you know on the podcast, but how difficult and taxing that was on you because that first trimester is really hard. You are nauseous, you're exhausted, and no one knows yet. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest thing. I, I got to say,
4: before I talk about The show. Uh, (laughs) The first trimester, I feel like there's this thing that you're here that you're not supposed to tell anybody because that's when, you know, the likelihood that a miscarriage could happen, that something could go wrong, right? But it's so isolating and it's so lonely. And I don't know where that came from, but like, I was was always under the impression that like if you tell somebody you're pregnant you should just be comfortable enough to tell them that something went wrong, right? If something goes wrong. That's kind of like the the way I operated. Like I'd have to be comfortable enough to say, like, hey, something didn't work out and you know, this is what I'm going through. So um I just went for the record say, like, I don't I don't know that I agree with that. Fair, please. Um I don't agree with that. And and that kind of like bled into what I was going through on the show because I didn't know these people. They were new crew members, new production, new people all around me. Luckily, there was um, somebody that I worked with on the show that was a very close friend that like, I felt like I had an ally there to look out for me. Um, but the show itself, without giving away anything, <laughs> really anything, um, because I'm under strict no no speaking contract um it was incredibly physically taxing and it required a lot of me using my body um there were costumes there was makeup um, imagine your first pregnancy. You don't know if any of these things that are going on your body, in your body are safe. Okay. So I had to constantly keep checking and Googling like, is makeup okay? Is wearing tight clothes and stockings okay? Like just making sure that I was doing all the things that was putting this baby first and this myself first Um other than the job. And like in this industry, we we kind of forget that and we put everybody else first sometimes. So, um, you know, you're just at the mercy of like a million things being done to you. And so the show was incredibly difficult. It was really fun. I will say it was a good distraction for the first trimester when you're like mulling over, like, get me out of these first 13 weeks safely and like, with some sleep we were working so many hours a day that i don't even know that i could have t- had time to have, feel sick so i'm grateful that i didn't get morning like really bad morning sickness i don't think i would have been able to do it or i don't know how people do it but it was it was really hard i had i ended up telling one person in the production that I was pregnant.
3: I think that's smart. So just in case anything were to ever happen so that someone knows to tell, you know, a medical supervisor in case that's necessary. And I chose my makeup artist because, you know, your makeup artists, like for people who aren't
4: in the industry, you learn like those are like the people you see all day long. They're the first person you see in the morning. They're the last person you see before you go home. And they become like your best friend. They're just like in your face all the time. It's kind of like your confidant. So I I, uh, immediately kind of like gravitated towards her and then also partially because I was like, you can't use some of these products on my face. Products. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's so <laughs> smart. But yeah, it was good to have somebody, um, an ally there, just in case. Just in case.
3: And you guys have a name, right? For your, are, have you have you said the gender aloud? Can we say the gender? Yes, it's a, yes it's, a it's a girl. It's a girl. We're so excited. And you guys have a name for your baby girl. You haven't told anyone yet, but you call her this name when it's just you guys at home. And I have a huge fear for you that you're gonna say the name aloud (laughs) thank you because i have the same fear (laughs) i someone's gonna find out you don't have a name do you no so that's we're the opposite of you guys but i wanted to know did you did you have are you one of the people that have had you know several names picked out since you were a little girl and you have a list of names and you just happened to love one and david loved it too was it that simple or it wasn't that simple I'll take you through the name thing.
4: So we have a name, a first and a middle. We are so happy with it. I will be honest, the girl names were a lot easier. They always are. Right. Than the boy names for us. So if it were. A boy, we probably would still be in the same camp as you guys. It wasn't that I had a name like growing up. Like it wasn't like you know the the wedding that you dream of. I didn't have that either. Like dreaming of my dream wedding. You know, before we even got married, before we were trying, like we would play the game, like what would our kids' names be? And we were in Palm Springs, and we were by the pool, and like. We had vetoes. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Friends where Rachel and Ross do the the vetoes. We vetoed a lot, a lot, a lot of names because you run into the names and you're like, oh, I knew somebody with that name and I hated her. <laughs>
3: it's very so, true.
4: We all, all do that. You're like family member, ex, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was like, no, absolutely not. We came across this name. We both loved it. We did also use this app called like baby names I think it is and it's you can it's like tinder and you link your phones up to it and you swipe through and then if there's a match of a name you get notified (laughs) that's really
3: cute and it makes it fun tanner and I've done that and it didn't work for us we have zero matches
4: (laughs) I don't think we came up with her name through the app but it was really fun (laughs) we also haven't told anybody just because like we come through it's the same idea of like so many people have so many opinions about everything in pregnancy and like we we know somebody's gonna say, Oh, I knew that a person with that name and blah, blah, blah. Or like, you shouldn't name them that. Or like, what about this? And I'm like, we love it, we're
3: set, it feels like totally right, and that's all that matters. That's really important because we knew, knew Poppy right away. We, we called her. Well, yes, because, you know, that little app that tells you the size of the baby. We joke that the very first size Tanner came home one day and I said, hey, babe, guess what? She's the size of a poppy seed. And he was joking. He's like, no way, a poppy seed. So then we would call her Poppy just as a joke. And then it sort of stuck. And then I thought, well, I really like that name. It's also the California state flower. She's a California girl. So am I. And then it, Canadians wear their, their their poppies to honor the fallen and so it felt like it was also a part of the Canadian tradition so ta- my husband Tanner's Canadian for those who have yet to hear me talk about that I feel like I talk about that all the time but so it felt like it was both of her parents and then honestly now that she's born Jenna you know she is like the happiest brightest little thing and poppy fits her. She is such a poppy. She is. That is her name, and we felt like the naming process is not just for us. It's there's we we really looked for signs outside of ourselves to sort of like uh, for the universe. Sounds so hippy dippy, and we're not that way. But we really felt like, hey, we want this to be. We want her to choose. So like, yeah, universe, tell us signs. Is this what it's supposed to be or not? And Tanner was shooting a movie, and he was in Wild, which is supposed to be a really lovely part of the the world where they there's, you know, a lot of people who believe in crystals and like energy are there. And so he was with one of his co-stars and randomly his co-star was like, you know, I'm never having kids, but I, the one name I've always really liked was Poppy. And so Tanner calls me, he's like, um, I, I, we just had a conversation about, let's just see if there's any signs. And then that happened that night. And he went, I think that was a sign. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty clear. So we went with Poppy and we loved it. And it was, something we just knew in our bones and in our gut. And now we, you're right. The boys' names are so much harder. I don't know why they are. Hey, listeners, if you have any ideas, any cute boy names, please reach out on social media. We want to hear because I would, I really am open to any and all ideas. We're at that point now where I'll be entering the third trimester. And I'm like, we got to know, we got to know this. If we want to get anything embroidered. Do you have a small list? We have a small list. And then we constantly call the baby names off the small list and all it's doing is crossing them off. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. But you know what? I'm also believing that It'll happen, it'll come. and if we stress out about it, it's not gonna <laughs> it's it's just gonna make things worse. So I'm like, okay, we'll just we'll just it'll it'll happen and we'll just see see what it is. you know. I feel like it's
4: 5050 people who like have the names set from family or whatever or childhood. and then there's people who are like literally still don't know when they get to the hospital and the baby's been born. So I think you're in good good co.
3: Hey, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. And we're back. But I, I really want to know, Jenna, because I think motherhood is such an exciting time in life. And what are you most excited for? And also, what really scares you? Be honest with us here. What's, what's like the scariest part for you? Oh, my goodness. It's funny. I haven't really even
4: thought about like once she comes. Uh, <laughs> you've just been through like the pregnancy. It's just all consuming. But I think the thing I'm most excited about, I am I think David and I are both very planners. We're control freaks. We are perfectionists. And I think the hardest thing for us and the thing we've talked about the most is not being helicopter parents, not being too overbearing, controlling. And I think that bleeds into like the thing that I'm the most excited about is like figuring out who she is and helping her do that. Like that's our job. This is not about me. This is not about David. This is about like, and parenthood is exciting and it is about us, but like this is about really finding who she is and honing in on that and supporting her and like letting her just do that, right? Like I can't force her She's going to show me her personality pretty quickly. I, I, I already like feel it inside. Like I know, kind of know she's really just telling me exactly who she is. And so I think that like helping her figure that out and regulate her emotions and like helping her kind of understand how to like navigate the world is like so exciting to me and like seeing her grow and like not being completely controlling about that because I can't control that.
3: That's a wonderful mindset. That's fantastic. Way to go to have that mindset already. Thanks.
4: I mean, I'm a control freak. So it's really, I have to like prepare myself
3: for it. (laughs) It's not going to be easy. And there'll be times when you will still control things. And that's okay. It's also your job as a mom to make decisions. It is your job. You allow her to be who you want her to be. But that's something I had to learn because I'm so easygoing. And uh, that making the decision is part of my job so I I'm sort of the opposite where like I'm just free free flow like well whatever works whatever works but then my mom said to me at some point you know it is your job as a mom to make decisions and I thought oh you're right you're absolutely right I need to do that so it just there is a balance yeah there's
4: like a balance between like being too making too many decisions and then not making any decisions (laughs)
3: decisions. Yeah. And I think, you know, so many people or I found when I was first pregnant, so many people were giving me advice on what worked for them. And, and that's lovely, but the truth is every person is different. Every baby's different. Every parent is different. So just trust your gut. If I can give you any advice at all, it's just trust your gut because you know, innately the right thing to do. And every, every child is so resilient. They bounce back. Yes. They fall, they scrape, they do, they do all the things they'll break bones it will happen. But like they'll bounce back and we all survived and we're all okay. And, you know, it's one of those things where giving it up is part of the job too. And you're right. That's going to be, that's going to be difficult, especially for you guys. So hard. I think the
4: scariest thing too, is like you, you no longer are just responsible for yourself. Like David's a grown man he can take care of himself. I'm responsible for his, some of his emotions, but like I, you know, he, he can take care of himself. You're like, fully responsible for somebody else pretty soon. And and that means like not worrying every day or worrying every day that are they going to be okay today? That is so crazy and so consuming. And I cannot even imagine what that feels like. Like I worry about my furniture making it on time. Like I can't imagine like keeping a child alive. You're like, wow, that it's such
3: a huge... Huge challenge, (laughs) which is why you have to like take it day by day. (laughs) Right. And, and sometimes it is such a, so big, the task itself is so big that you can't help but let go because even you can't even really try to grasp it in its entirety. So you just let it go and there's nothing else you can do because, you know, there is no other choice.
4: (laughs) I'm curious, like what for your second child, like what you learned from Poppy that like excites you or scares you about going into like
3: another kid and a totally different sex, you know, like a little like, right. We, we wanted a boy originally. The idea of raising a girl in Los Angeles was very daunting, was very daunting to Tanner and I honestly. And we felt, you know, I, I think any city raising a child is difficult, but Los Angeles in particular really values looks. And I felt like that. I I mean, I'm going to be honest. Is, is it my cho- city of choice to raise a child in? I don't think so. If we didn't have to be here for work, I'm not sure I would choose it. I'm from Long Beach, Orange County, which is really sort of a whole different atmosphere. So it, it feels so different even just going there. But Los Angeles proper where you and I live, Jenna, it is very hard. And for women, especially, I just felt like raising a really honest good kind hearted person was important to me but doing that in this part of the city was really hard so we initially i think defaulted to wanting a boy because we felt like it might be quote unquote easier and so then we found we found out we had a girl now now that we have her obviously we couldn't imagine having not having her but now that we're having a boy i'm also very excited because i think it'll be really wonderful. Now Poppy, her little personality. She uh, she's my little helper. If there's a cabinet open in the kitchen, she runs and goes, "Uh-oh," and closes it. And so she helps me keep the place clean. She helps me keep things organized. She, I know she is going to keep that boy in line. I know she is going to have him in line. And she'll make my job easier. She'll obviously make it harder too. We'll have to. It's going to be exhausting. But I think that having her help me with it is going to be really fun. And so that was sort of our mentality as far as gender and raising children here. And li- listen, people listening and living somewhere else, I'm not saying it's not hard. It is hard no matter where you are. I think public school elementary school social, social me- media also has made it's, it's really so difficult social media within itself is a whole other beast but just kids at school are mean and the bullying and then on top of that now we have cyber bullying there is so much that comes with raising a child and where how do you feel Jenna we had we've had this discussion on the podcast before but how do you feel about social media and children and even sharing publicly and have you made that decision yet and do you think it's going to change once you have her? I know it's so hard you know we've talked about
4: David and I have even talked about how we have to be better about more mindful about when we use our phones when we don't use our phones i think for me social media is partially for pleasure and fun and then partially for work. So it's kind of hard because there's this fine balance that David and I have to find where I say, like, you have to understand that I have to be on my phone sometimes and this is part of what I do. And then this part of like, I can just put it away at dinner because that's not necessary, you know? And like, there can be rules and parameters. So that was definitely something that we were trying to work on. And we were also mindful, like we had to work on it now before a kid comes and they just see us in our like natural habitat and where your instinct is to pick up your phone and open Instagram, at least for me. So, you know, I think we really want to limit screen time. We really want to make sure that we're mindful about kids, you know, as she gets older, what that looks like in her having a phone or having an iPad or what she's ingesting and what she's doing on it. Like, I think we're going to be pretty strict about that. In the terms of me sharing, I I honestly don't know. I know that a lot of People, you know, who have big followings, they choose to not because that it's not their, you know, they say it's not my children's choice yet. So like they kind of cover it up. I feel like for me the way that my career and my, my, you know, world and in Instagram has evolved is like really connecting with fans, connecting with people, sharing all of these tips and things and things I'm going through in my regular life. And I feel like this is part of it. So I do want to share her and I want to share her in a safe way where like, we're not exposing when we're actually at a park and we're there at that moment. But like, you know, it, it's kind of the way that we have to kind of function and protect ourselves because we're not we don't have to do all all of it like that's not part of the job so it's it's been difficult I I don't know that it'll change I, I have no idea um but I don't have a huge plan to like where I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not sharing her at all. I think it'll be limited in terms of like what I share of her, but, um, you know, otherwise like the mommy stuff, I love sharing that because I follow so many, my whole feed is babies now and, and products and all of these things that help, you know, us parents kind of get through the day easier, but yeah, it's such a, there's such a fine line and it's so difficult and it's really scary sometimes. It's like, like you said a, a girl growing up like i watched euphoria and i was like can i have a boy instead please because it's it's terrifying it really is and what they have to go through but you know we also have to be mindful of the words we use and how we present ourselves and how we look at ourselves and talk to ourselves that like that will reflect on our children as well like i'm not going to speak badly about myself in a mirror around her like that's not helpful and i want to make sure it's not just you're so pretty and you look beautiful it's like you're so smart, and you're strong, and you're brave, and you're emotional, and that's good, you know. So it's just all of those things that like you have to th- <laughs> think about on the daily basis. It's really
3: true. It no, it's so true. And you know, that's the thing too is we're as we're human, so we will make mistakes, and that's what Tanner and I realized too is sometimes we do a really good job of not losing our cool with each other in front of her, but there are times in the moment when it happens. And then we realized, Oh, what we want to do is make sure that she sees us apologizing and saying, Hey, I'm really sorry that I raised my voice. That was, I did not mean to do that. And like giving each other kisses. And like, so it's also knowing that like, Hey, when that happens, how are we going to improvise and like also teach her that like, you're right. This does happen sometimes. And you know, all of that. Um, But there is something that I wanted to ask you. And if you don't feel comfortable answering this, please don't. I really mean this, but I know that you're going to be a mom now. And I'm realizing that do you have a strong relationship with your birth mother? And if, is that something that you have like, that's changed your perspective on your relationship with her and have you wanted to kind of reach out more or has that changed yet? Or do you think it will at some point? Because I've never met my birth mother. You've never actually met her. Never, ever. No. So I was
4: adopted and I was born in Korea and I was brought to America at three months old. So the only mother that I've ever known is my mother, right? Who raised me. Yeah. My mom, she's Irish and Catholic. (laughs) We look nothing alike, but yeah, I, I never really went through the search because... This could be a whole other podcast because I, you know, it's Pandora's box when you open up that, that world, right. You go in there thinking, you know, I never felt like anything was missing in my life that I needed to do that. But I know a lot of adoptees feel the way that like, they feel like they need, they need that for closure, and you know, that's their, that's their choice and their journey. For me, it just, it didn't feel like I needed those answers at the time. And I don't still, but what has changed is I do wonder what kind of questions she's going to ask me about her past or about my past for her to understand where she came from. I'm really curious because, you know, David is my husband. He is half Mexican, half white, half Jewish, you know, Jewish. She's going to be Korean. So she's going to be this like a great hodgepodge of like a Los Angeles girl. And, you know, I'm just curious like how interested in her history she will be. I'd love to take her to Korea one day. I'd love, you know, we'd love to take her and really help her understand her heritage. So I'm curious if she'll ask about her grandparents. And i and like, I'm curious if she'll want to do that search for me, you know, and that and that's an interesting kind of uh, take on it. So we'll have to see. I have no relationship with my birth mother. That's, you know, just kind of like the choice I made. And I don't, yeah, I don't know that that will change. I, I'm curious.
3: I mean, maybe not. Maybe it will change. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that's such an element I hadn't even thought about was, you know, your decision is yours but hers will be so separate and so you have you have to be open to the idea that she may want to do that for you and that i'm sure brings up a ton of uh questions emotion like there's there's just you're right it opens pandora's box but i love the idea of you guys taking a family trip and you showing her her heritage and owning it and loving it. And then, you know, there's just so many ways to go about it. And the truth is, she probably will ask that question at some point. It, it'll probably be way further on in life. She's not going to be four asking about her heritage. <laughs> well, right. So the family, uh, in theory,
4: will be a past thing at that point, right, when she's old enough to kind of make those those decisions. But it will it, it is an interesting thing. I, I do want to immerse her in like career. And food and culture and have her like, you know, understand it and make those choices later when she has the ability to make those decisions.
3: And how exciting for her to be immersed in Korean food and Mexican food and everything that Los Angeles has to offer <laughs> yeah. because it's true. As hard of a city it is to raise kids. There is so much here for them to soak up and learn To There's so much culture and for her to feel a sense of identity in so many different cultures is a really cool thing. So that's awesome. You're going to have uh, and thank God nowadays they have so many wonderful books about it too. There's a great book that Poppy loves called Los Angeles is, and it's all about the different parts of Los Angeles, the different cultures, the different everything. And it's so cool. Okay. Well, before we let you go, because we know we've had you for so long, I just have to say that <laughs> Sesame Street is one of Poppy's absolute fav- favorite shows, absolute favorite. And I know I have to be honest, Tanner and I, it's one of our favorite shows as parents too, because we love watching it. I know you were on Sesame Street when you were three. Is this going to be one of the very first forms of television you show your daughter? <laughs> it's a test. That's funny. Can you recognize mom?
4: <laughs> no, I know. I was a little older, so I, I think she... I have some clips on YouTube that I, I I can find that she'll be able to watch. It's so crazy. It's crazy as an actress thinking like, oh, your kids are going to like be able to see you on the things you've done at some point. So wild. like my niece is six and she's finally getting into Glee in the musical numbers, at least. And so she gets to watch Aunt Jenna perform on all these like musical numbers. So crazy. She loves it. I love it. It's really cool. Her favorite song is True Colors, which was like my big first number. It's very sweet. Sesame Street will definitely be a a show that we will we will watch. It's educational. We love it. And it's obviously nostalgic for me. I was about six or seven at the time. So I was definitely like more recognizable at the time as like a human. Like
3: I think she'd be like, oh, that's mommy, you know. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do with Poppy. I'm realizing now, especially now that I'm aware that it's on YouTube. Guess what we're doing when she gets home after the podcast? When she's home from school today, I am going to go on YouTube and show her and be like, do you recognize anyone here? Who do you think that is? <laughs> she's going to say Aunt Jenna. Oh my gosh.
4: They're so old too. They're like, like VCR versions. It's so crazy. Yeah. I'm actually in the very beginning, you know, like the, can you, the old opening number I'm in the opening number. So I was on Sesame street every day, like for many, many years, but yeah, it will definitely be something that she will, we will, we will play for her. I love Sesame street. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes, it's so exciting. I know it's so fun. And I just have to say, like, as your friend to have you across the street and to be able to go through this together is really fun and really cool. It's a special experience within itself. But to be able to go through it with someone is awesome. And you guys, it's really sweet. So Baby Stanley's room and Poppy's room. We, we, Jen and I, when we say we live across the street, we we are actually <laughs> across the street from each other. We can stand I can, like I can see inside of her windows. <laughs> right. We can stand on each other's front porch and wave. And our little girls' rooms are directly across from each other, so they're going to learn sign language and have a whole relationship that we're not going to even they know can, about. Like, and they can also like hold up signs. And things. Yes. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Awesome. And I'm, you know, no. Pressure for my baby boy and your baby girl, but you know, it would you be never awesome know. if never there was know. a little romance across oh, the street gosh, happening. That's how cute. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, Jenna, we love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Um, we wish you the best of luck and we're so excited for you. And we can't wait to meet Baby Stanley. Me too. <laughs> You know, it's really interesting sitting down and opening up about personal things on this podcast. And I have to tell you, it's really freeing and lovely. I'm proud of the community that we've created here on Directionally Challenged and to have Jenna sit down with us and talk about, you know, her heritage and how, what it's going to be like bringing her little girl up in Los Angeles and me being able to share, you know, the idea that I thought I had miscarried and feeling comfortable doing that is a, is really something that means a lot so thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. And um, I really did mean it about the boy names. So if any of you have some ideas, please reach out on social media our at Candice Kayla, Instagram, my personal Instagram, reach out to Jenna too. You can see cute pictures of bear and follow along on our pregnancy journeys and our journeys as new moms. And thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We have another great one coming for you next week. We'll see you then. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Mons. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with Acast.